0: Proverbs 29, let's pray before we get into this message tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, give you all the praise and glory. You're doing great things in our midst, great things among us. Thank you for speaking now to every heart, to every life, giving them Uh, the truth that they need to walk in perfect and complete freedom in every area. Thank you for showing us that which we have not seen, for teaching us that which we don't know. Lord, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 29 says in verse 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint but happy is he who keeps the law. You remember the King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And so we've been discussing this message called vision of victory. Do you have a vision? <laughs> it's supposed to be one of victory. The Lord is not painting a bleak future of defeat and failure for any of us even if we've done wrong even if we've taken some wrong turns when we look to him uh, things start to look up automatically the vision that he will give us is always going to be a vision of victory it's possible for a person really to have not much of a vision at all for their life it's also possible for a person to have a wrong vision for their lives and, uh, and this happens many many times when, when people close their eyes and really uh, the picture that they get of their future is not a bright one is not a victorious one is not of things improving and getting better but many times it's either just not much there at all just complete confusion other times it's just imagining things the way they've always been is the way they'll always be and that can change. In fact, it must change on the inside if things are ever going to change on the outside, all right? But sometimes people have a vision, but it's just too small of a vision. That can be you know, quite uh, hindering as well, hindering as far as fulfilling the full potential of what God uh, enabled us to be and do. And so we want to get a a good victorious vision. We want to get the right vision. We want to get a big vision. And big is in relationship to what God has enabled us to do. What He's gifted us to do. What His plan for our lives is. Big is good. Amen. But vision is necessary for us to have victory. A person who has faith is a person of vision. I don't know if... I don't know if you realize that, but a a vision can be likened unto a blueprint uh, that someone has for a building, but for our lives, our vision is the blueprint that is laid out before us. We've got to see something, and then our faith is there to produce or bring into uh, manifestation what's on the blueprint, what you can see on the inside of you, then your faith goes to work to bring it to pass but this is where someone who wants to be strong in faith and have great faith and all this but they have no vision for their life their faith doesn't have anything to produce faith doesn't have anything to work on and bring to pass amen i i I really admire and love to hear people talking about what uh they what's out in their future uh and And plans that they have now we know this from the word of god it 's not wise to just make absolute dogmatic plans that are unbendable and unchangeable by the lord i 'm going to move go to this city i 'm going to buy and sell and make a profit and this is this is just what i 'm go- going to do. We always submit our our will and our our vision, even and our plans, to the Lord, because He may want to do something else with us. But at the same time, I admire people who say, you know, I have plans to do this, and I can see myself uh, uh, starting this business or building this house or reaching these people or whatever. You know, m- many many things. I don't want to, you know, just limit it to what uh, I-, I can explain right now. But uh, that's the kind of people we ought to be because we are. You know, we're born of God. God's a visionary. <laughs> yeah. You know, he He believes in big, big families. Yep. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how he keeps track of it, but, you know, he's all-knowing, so that helps. <laughs> but you imagine even uh, now, and of course, when all this is wrapped up and, you know, we're in heaven, do you realize how many people are going to be there? Plus all the angels, I don't know how many there are, a lot. You know, because, I mean, if the kids all have one... The, you know, they're all ever before the, the the face of the Father. There's a lot of angels around. And us, There's, I mean, there's a lot of us. There's a whole lot of us. And God knows every one of us by name. Knows the very minutest detail of every single person. Knows how many hairs or lack thereof are on <laughs> each and every person's head. Right? He has got it together. But God believes in a big, big family. And I think big visions are... are nice (laughs) i believe they're godly praise the lord but it's important for us to have vision because this is what um, our faith works to produce in our lives now i want you to look also at second corinthians chapter four these are kind of the two uh, scriptures we've looked at that give us the basis of vision second corinthians chapter four and verse 18 says while we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal and so we can see again I want to bring out this point we are specifically instructed to look at stuff that's invisible to see things that are not visible in other other words we're not just supposed to live a physical life how many know that we are not just physical beings we are spirit soul and body and for us just to live in the physical realm and ignore the fact that there's a spirit world out there is really dumb I mean to just live with half of what's available half of what's there and a whole lot of people in the world today, they're they're experts on everything physical, but completely ignorant of all things spiritual. And we're told specifically to look at that stuff. We are to focus our attention on things that we cannot see. One of the reasons for that is what he says here, because those things are unchangeable. Those things, there are things in the spirit realm that are eternal, but everything you see, everything physical, that is 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 temporary or it's subject to change. Praise the Lord. That's always exciting news. If there's anything about you in your life that's not right, anything that's not going real well, anything that's not uh, functioning to its fullest capacity and potential, it can change. If I can see it. It's temporary, but I'm to focus on the eternal things of the word of God and of the kingdom of God, which are unchangeable. They simply just do not move. You cannot with any degree of explosive, with any degree of effort or human will or what you just simply can't change it. Remember, Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but my words Will never pass away. So whatever God has said. Whatever words have come out of his mouth. They have been established as eternal permanent fixtures. They will never ever change. Nothing in existence can move them. Can change them. Can get it to not come to pass. Yay. Amen. No high court can overrule it. No no, uh no political strategy can you know can, can can zap it down. There are things in our world that are changing all the time. But the word of God will never change. It just really makes a whole lot of sense to base our lives on what God has said. And too often we put our confidence in everything we do based on what we see and what we feel. And that stuff is just not certain. It's just unchanging. Praise God that we have His Word. Amen. 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 And so, again, we're looking at things invisible. Now, this subject of vision is something that uh, God seemed to deal with people. We showed you how God dealt with Abraham that way concerning uh, the promise of him being the father of many nations. In another place, don't turn there now, but Genesis 13... The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him... He said, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are... Northward, southward, eastward and westward... For the land which you, are, which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. God wanted him to look. Lift up your eyes and see what I've given you. There's something about seeing things now even in the natural realm that can paint a picture on the inside of us that will guide us until we have it, until we go there. Uh, you know, oftentimes people in, in sports will use vision to improve what they do. Uh, sometimes basketball players will stand at the free throw line and they will envision the ball going in they 're just using their imagination they're using their mind and, 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 and they envision that ball going in, and oftentimes them doing that improves their percentage of making free throws, all right They see success, they envision things working out for them all right It doesn't make a, a, a whole lot of sense for someone to imagine and you know imagine that ball bouncing off the rim, (laughs) that doesn't help, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when you, when I play golf with people, you know, I'll use the whole vision thing, if I hit a really bad shot, and then someone else steps up behind me, and does the same thing, I'll say, well, I messed it up for you, I gave you a bad vision, (laughs) bad vision to follow, or I blame, or the other way, Uh, if they hit a bad shot, I blame it on them, when I do it, (laughs) (laughs) and just messing around with that kind of stuff but here's the point it's important for us to be able to see and yes we're using our imagination and we're not new age and cultic not talking not talking about uh you know sometimes in christian circles people get so afraid of the mind because of some people who have gotten way out there and they talk about the universe you know, the universe bringing to you things and, and, and the stuff where they just disavow God and, and, and they get weird with it. And, and that's not right. But understand the Lord made our minds. Our mind is a very powerful thing, okay? And, and we're to use it rightly. And for us to sit and imagine things working out, would that be wrong? I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Because you know what happens many times is people do just the opposite. They sit around and imagine things failing. Imagine things not working. Imagine their body getting worse and worse. Imagine their finances getting worse and worse. And imagine themselves getting kicked out of the home and losing their job. And they imagine their kids running away, running, running off and getting on drugs and, and ruining their lives. And, and, and they, they have all these images in their mind and they see all these. How does that help anything? It doesn't. If anything, we're giving place to the enemy to work because that is one of the primary ways that he works. Of course, I'm uh, you know, running into my other message now on Sunday. <laughs> things kind of fit together. But, but, but you see, we're, we're supposed to keep our mind focused on the right thing. And some of that will produce vision in us. It would do many people well to sit and... And meditate on the Word of God, but sp- specifically what He has promised us. You know, sometimes we uh, uh, we we get on people. I say we, you know, preachers and stuff, and you kind of make a joke joke of people's uh, favorite scriptures, or when people just pull out the promises, all the good things, and ignore. You know some of the things that we're told to do certain things and and to serve and to give and and all these things we just want to take the promises okay and certainly, we know in the big picture, we are supposed to have the whole thing, not just cherry picking you know just get everything that 's good, but at the same time listen it 's not wrong to take the promises <laughs> you know sometimes they uh, people have printed up those promise books and you 'll get promises on uh, Health or finances or you know you you know joy and peace and all these different subjects. Great stuff. Those that's not wrong at all. To men, in fact, I think it's a godly thing. You know, like we read earlier, "Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits." The Lord tells us, don't forget about this. Be mindful of the perks. Be mindful of the benefits. When you're praising me, I want you to know what I've done. And so it does us well to sit and take some time and read about the good things, the promises, the blessing of God that He has promised to all of us and all the perks that that come along with our salvation. What does that do? Well, it brings gratitude to Him for what He's promised, but it also creates vision in us. And if I can see myself a certain way, then that is going to be my future. If I am sick and struggling in that physical area, I should get to the place where I can see myself completely healed and walking free from whatever infirmity that's within me. I'm not denying the fact that it's there. I'm, doing, I'm taking radical steps to change it by changing the picture I have on the inside. I don't mean it's wrong. You know. uh, You know. If someone comes up for prayer. And they've got something glaringly wrong with them physically. I don't have to close my eyes and not look at it. Oh I can't see that bad vision. No. But we get to the place where we can look at it. But we know. That's temporary. Because we have another vision. Even though our physical vision says something is One way. We can see on the inside, I've got something more powerful than that. And I can see you walking. I can see you seeing. I can see you hearing, you know, whatever the condition might be. I can see things changing. That's a vision from the Lord. Okay. And, and, and so likewise, just like we do this, seeing yourself... Some of this might seem uh, might just seem real natural to some, and people have a hard time uh, with some of it because it almost, you know, they think it's too natural or too material. But again, the Lord wants us to remember His benefits. Many, many, many of the benefits of the Lord are material. They really are. Not the most important. The most important is I'm saved, (laughs) forgiveness of sins, right standing with God. But many, many, all through the Bible, the Lord makes promises concerning natural blessing. So, based on that, it is not wrong. In fact, it would be wrong for me not to. But it's not wrong for me to take some time and focus on that. What's the extreme? That's all we think about. The extreme is all I'm thinking about is material stuff and I'm not thinking about serving or helping someone else or winning the lost. Okay, that's the ditch. But the other ditch is completely ignoring it. I think the Lord is not being blessed. He's not being appreciated in that area for what he's promised. Because people are so afraid sometimes of talking about material stuff. Amen. So what am I saying by that? Well... What do you see yourself having? What do you see yourself driving? (gasps) What do you see yourself living in? What do you see yourself eating? (laughs) What do you see yourself wearing? What do you see on your finger? If you're single, (laughs) see a nice one. (laughs) what do you see and some of these things might not be important to some but you know different strokes for different people but i'm just telling you the realm of of physical and material blessing is a real thing and a person is not covetous because they take god up on his promises in that area they're in fact giving him glory yay and so what you see yourself in having doing you know how can you? How do you envision your your retirement? If you're not retired, or even if you're a long ways from it, how can you envision? It? Do, you, do you envision yourself living on Social Security? Is that what you see? And that's the extent of your income. I'd encourage you to change the vision. <laughs> right? <laughs> Better giddy up, huh? <laughs> amen i don't think it would be wrong for someone to you know if they want if they're wanting to upgrade their their living uh to go to go look at some things that are nicer than what they have and just look pray in tongues while you're looking <laughs> and say to your friend or family member spouse or i can see us living in that now, not that one, maybe. You're not coveting someone else's stuff. I can see, I, I can see myself, ha- I can see us having something like that. Hmm. Instead of, you know, you pull up to the stoplight and, you know, you're putting out black and blue smoke. <laughs> 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 and someone else pulls up in something nicer and you think, wow. I could never have something like that. Well you won't be bothered with it then yeah. But if you want You have to start changing the vision on the inside You say I can see myself ha- Having having that I can see myself having that paid for <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen I can see myself driving that and, and, and you know some people Sometimes people They completely avoid certain Department stores uh, Because you know Those are just, just way too expensive you might want to go through them. For one, they have sales. <laughs> just looking at it from a, from a natural practical uh, side. You know, sometimes people always shopping in the cheap stores because they think, oh, I could never go to a place like that. You know, my wife and I know people who won't eat at certain restaurants because they think they're too expensive. And uh, they're really the same price at the restaurants they go to. They just have this image in their mind, oh, that's too expensive. We can't afford that that's you know that whole poverty mentality is a vision thing i can't afford that i can't do that man stretch begin to see yourself so someone said i could never you know buy a a shirt for a hundred dollars or well i guess you won't then but is that really a lot of money Well, it might be for where a person is now, but I'm just saying, we put all these limitations on ourselves, and it's the vision that we have, and so, you know, we're never going to go there. But what if the Lord would give it to you? I'm telling you, I know Him, and He would. He absolutely would. You know, there was a, a saying or a song or something years ago, um... Would Jesus wear a Rolex? <laughs> and uh, the implication was absolutely not. But I'm telling you, they got it completely wrong. Doesn't he wear a big gold band around his chest or something in, in Revelation? Talk? <laughs> would Jesus? Wear? Well, if, if he wanted one, of course he would. Why wouldn't he? Oh, that's just too expensive that's a poverty mentality and jesus doesn't have one didn't when he walked on the earth doesn't now doesn't want us to have that amen but again a lot of this is simply related to our vision you know we accept many things as normal and acceptable because it's average in our society or in the culture and subculture and subculture within a culture your neighborhood, your city, your town, your state. What, the way most people live, we consider that to be normal. But how many know there are different parts of the world that are way beneath us and they consider that normal? And they would look at some of us and think, Ugh, most of us. And we are wealthy. And there are other segments in our world where what you have and what I have and the you know what might be average in our area is junk. and they live way up above, and they would you know just think they were their life is over if they had to live in a 3,000 square foot home. Are you listening to me? And so see so what's the difference? What is God you know God's not moved by all this stuff. It's whatever vision we have that can be reproduced. Hmm. and that is up to us what kind of vision we have now there is the element of what the lord wants to do in us but we know that he thinks as he's a big thinker he blesses you I mean go back and and read about david and solomon and some of the people that he actually did these things in them big time financially so we know god is capable of it <laughs> and we know he we know he's not against it It seemed with Solomon, he did have a priority system, though. Solomon got it right and wanted wisdom first. Discernment to rule the people. God said, good, that's the right priority. And because you got that right priority, let me give you some other stuff. Long life and riches and and so forth. But the Lord did do it. It was the Lord's handiwork. Amen. And so what do you see yourself in? What do you see your future being like? The limitation is not coming from god but it is our own vision and if we can change what we see on the inside we are changing where we're going changing what's going to happen now we 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 take some time and talk about natural stuff and i believe again that that's secondary definitely to god's will and what he wants us to do it's not the most important thing but we have to talk about it because too many too many religious minds uh are bucking that We've been, taught, we've been taught incorrectly. And people have this small limited view of God and they're so afraid of, uh, of, of going overboard. Listen, you can't go overboard hardly at all in that area in, in relationship to what God has. Hmm. The only time of going over overboard again is a priority issue. And it's when we covet and so forth. And, and those, those type of things. Other than that, you're not going to blow God out of the water with any request. You're not going to knock him off the throne because you want something too nice. Hmm. You know, I'm tempted just to stay here for a while because you're being too quiet. (laughs) Yank that poverty mentality right the heck out of you. (laughs) Because it's devilish. And it's wrong. And the people of God need to stop thinking small. Because ultimately what this is about... It's about people, and it's about souls. It's about lost people being won. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so that's where things get um, more important. Is again, what does what do you see yourself doing for God? What do you see? How do you see yourself being used of Him? Some don't really see themselves being used of God. They're just trying to make it you know just trying to get to the next day and the next week and certainly we understand that but this is where we need to change our vision it's not all about me making it man you're if you're saved you made it it's only going to get better in the big picture and we need to have a vision for reaching somebody else a vision for how god could use us what he could do through us not just to us amen you know, I was thinking earlier about uh, how people get visions. A lot of it, again, is by what we see over and over. You know, why do why do so many children reproduce the marriage of their parents? It's because that's what they see. That's what they learned. That's what they see day after day and year after year. They see what marriage is like you know how many know this is one of the reasons why uh, some of what's happening in our society California for example uh, why some of that uh, stuff is so bad because it's affecting a whole other generation okay kids are growing up in some of these homes where uh, and we know there's we know there's a lot of single parent homes already and that, not to condemn anyone, but that's not ideal, and I think anyone in that situation knows that, okay? An ideal situation is, a, of course, child children grow up with a father and a mother who love each other first, love God first, love each other second, and love the child third, all right? And uh, in that situation, they get a vision for what marriage is supposed to be and what the family is supposed to be. But people are growing up now, and it's being backed by society, by law, uh, and it's built into the system. They're automatically missing some key components to a healthy vision. They don't know what a true godly man looks like, how a father is to act and live. Many will grow up. They don't know what a true godly mother looks like because they got two dudes in the house they don't and you know and a little girl has no example of what a what a, a true godly mother is to look like and be like and that's sad but 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 oftentimes even in uh in when a marriage structure is right and the, all the components are there you know if a marriage is not real good what is a child learning they're getting a vision for a bad marriage they don't know what a good marriage looks like they don't know what it looks like for a father and a mother to love each other and to have peace in the home and to serve God and to worship Him and therefore, when they get to the time when they're going to marry, they have a challenge. Okay, doesn't mean they can't learn it, but uh, there's some challenges there and there's some there's a lack of vision. The good news about all this, if anyone will apply themselves, they can go to the Word of God and get a vision for what the way things are supposed to be get a vision for how things are supposed to be right praise the lord and uh uh, the word of god is where we all start anyway we're getting a lot of vision naturally and and again i don't believe it's wrong to go purposely put things in front of our eyes so we can see how things could be and how things can increase but the Bible is, is the main source. Whatever God has said, again, those are the eternal issues that cannot pass away. That's what we focus our vision and where we derive our vision. What should we have a good vision for? Well, we talk a little bit about it, but I believe Christians all ought to, all ought to have a vision for prosperity. All ought, we all ought to have a good vision. This is vision of victory. All had to have a good vision for prosperity. How do we get that? We find out what the Lord has said and read what He has promised and made provision for ourselves in the area. In that area, I'm talking primarily uh, financial prosperity in this context, even though it goes beyond that. Okay, you ought to get a vision for that. You know, how many know that the the areas that the enemy attacks believers the most is seems to be these three: your finances, your health, and your relationships okay and that would that that would tell me that uh, i should have a vision a strong vision for more than enough financially i should have a strong vision for my physical health okay how many know you it's it's hard to do a lot for god if you're broke because you're focusing on surviving it's hard to do a lot for god if you even if you have a lot of money it's hard to do a lot for god if you feel terrible if you've ever been sick and you you know pretty good. You don't want to do anything hardly. You just want to feel better. <laughs> but it's hard. It's more difficult to think about somebody else when uh, you're in that condition. Doesn't I mean you can't, but I mean it's just it's just one of the areas. How can the devil stop the body of Christ from having an impact on the world? Keep them broke. Keep them sick. And then of course get in the relationships and cause strife. And caused uh, you know disharmony in the home and and broken homes and 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 uh, severed relationship from parents and children and husband and wife and, and and all these kind of things and if the enemy can get in man we 've got so much to deal with, how can we think about a lost and dying world we 're sick and broken and ticked off feel you know betrayed and hurt emotionally and all these things and how does a person like that ever make a real difference okay now just a side note to that we know when job was in dire straits he got things turned around by praying for his friends didn't he so i am telling you this even if things are not working well don't say well i heard it from the pastor i can't do a thing <laughs> until this is all straightened out well oftentimes one of the keys one of the ways out is by forgetting about your own situation and being concerned with somebody else and praying for them and and, and helping somebody else out of their trouble and their problem and that'll kick back on you praise the lord and so uh, i need a vision for these areas i i i believe we should have a vision for souls we should have a vision for for lost people coming to the lord maybe you've not been much of a quote soul winner where you've shared Jesus with others and and prayed with them to receive the lord and uh, imagine yourself doing it though ask the lord to give you a vision for all these things I say ask the lord as well yeah we see these lord give me a vision help me to see open my eyes help me to see myself being used this way amen I remember, remember what Jesus said over in the book of John. He said, whatever I uh, hear my father say, that's what I say. Whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. And I have always wondered about, about that with um, uh, what did he see himself? How did he see the father do it? And I remember uh, uh, years ago back in Bible school, uh, Brother Hagin used to say once in a while he'd be ministering. All of a sudden he'd say, I had a, a mini vision, an M-I-N-I vision. And he'd say, I had a mini-vision. I saw myself do this. And then he would go act that out, what he just saw in the vision. And I've always thought, that's probably similar to what the Lord Jesus meant when he said, I saw the Father do it. Because how, did the, how does the Father do things? He does them through us. And so very likely, and I can't say for absolute certainty, but the, little, the thing that Jesus saw the Father doing... He saw the Father doing it through him, and then he basically went out and acted out what he saw himself doing, which was the Father working through him. Okay, and, and these are the areas where we should uh, get a vision and see ourselves doing stuff. If something seems real, uh, you know, difficult, I can't ever see myself just walking up to someone and and asking them, asking them if they. If they're going to go to heaven. Or asking them if they've ever been saved. Well. Let yourself see yourself doing that first. See yourself. Yeah. Turn the TV off for five minutes. And say Lord show me. A vision. Of me being used by you. To win someone else to Jesus. Help me to see myself doing that. Amen. Amen and that's a lot of times right where it starts you see you see you see that enough and it won't be long till you start acting it out till you start living that out amen have a vision for a great marriage have a vision for success in your life let god's word paint a picture inside of you of how things could be god's word will give you a, a graphic display of how life could be may not be that way right now or it may be part of it and things can improve and things can get bigger and bigger amen amen, amen. I got a lot more but I, I'm going to stop there tonight let's just take a moment and let's take a few minutes just to, uh, just to put our minds on the Lord praise God let Him show us stuff there's certainly examples I can bring up and I can say get a vision for this but there's there's some things I just really can't I can't go there because I don't know exactly what the Lord will show you But I do know this, uh, that the Holy Spirit, one of His purposes, one of His jobs, so to speak, in these days is to show us things to come. And Jesus taught us that. He would show us things to come. What do you mean show? Show. Show. That's vision talk there. That's vision talk. He'll show us things to come. So let's just let's just in our own place here just for a moment. Just begin to ask the Lord and, and thank the Lord that the Holy Spirit is in you to show you. Show you things to come. Show you things to come. It can be real practical like He shows you well. You get a picture of yourself well and strong and healthy. Living a long life. He can show you, give you a picture, help you to see yourself coming out of financial uh, uh, financial straits and tough times and show you, give you a picture of things turning around. He can show you so many things and some of it is his plan for your life. Lord, we just wait on you tonight. thank you for the Holy Spirit who shows us things to come gives us an image and a picture of what you would have us to be and do Father God we do thank you tonight for showing us things to come believe you're doing a great work in us and through us we know that you're at work in us both the will and do of your good pleasure You are at work in us to will and do of your good pleasure. Lord, the desires of our hearts have come from you. Lord, we submit ourselves to you tonight, thank you for your will being accomplished in us. Lord, we believe that you wanna do something big, something influential, something significant in the lives of each and every person and ultimately through our lives so that we can help and bless others and make an eternal difference in the sphere of influence that you've put us in. So thank you for taking us up, for taking us higher. We've turned the corner. Things are changing. Things are changing. And we're walking in more revelation and understanding than ever before. You're doing this in us now. For this, we're so glad and so grateful. We will bless you. We will bless the